Willst du mehr? Los, Rabe. Coming to you live Radio Band Up in the Alpine sky Everybody gets blue I am back, Mark Stenzler, at the helm of the Zeppelin, just at after the heels of the Lucerne Blues Festival. Fantastic weekend of music in Lucerne. Air date for this program is the 18th of November, 2018. And for the next two hours, I'll be at the helm of the Zeppelin, trying to bring you the best in blues. And today we have a very, very, I'm even going to use a third very, there, very special program. We got Rockin' Johnny Bergen who uh, just came just came off from the weekend in Lucerne. We're going to get to him at, right after the first set. I also want to thank uh, Bruce Caldwell for sitting in for me two weeks ago while I was in the U.K. checking out uh, the Richard Thompson Electric Trio. I got to tell you, you know, I love the blues, but Richard Thompson is just a fantastic guitar player, and he plays with uh, Michael Jerome on the drums and Taris Perdonyuk on bass, who is a wonderful event. Uh, in addition to Johnny, we're going to look back at the Lucerne Blues Festival in the first set. Some of the artists that performed there. Uh, Walter Baumgartner is coming on at the bottom of the second hour, uh, winner of the Swiss Blues Award. He will be performing on the 24th of November, next Saturday, at the Kulturhof at Schloss Konitz, along with Richard Kochli, good friend of the Blue Zeppelin. 
And we have tickets to give away for that. I also have tickets to give away for two upcoming concerts at the Alta Moshti, also next Saturday night, the Black Mountain Blues Band. And on the 1st of December, Christina Yakard and Dave Roche Band. Let's get it started right now. Uh, there was a band from Boston, Anthony Jirasi and the Boston Blues All-Stars. And they did overtime. I would say not just double time, but triple time. I think they did three or four gigs yesterday on Saturday. And uh, this is from the most recent CD called Why Did, Why Did You Have to Go? And the track we're going to hear uh, features Sugar Ray Rayford on vocals, Kid Ramos on guitar, Sax Gordon on saxophone, and Doug Wolverton on trumpet, and of course, Anthony Jirasi on the keys.
Anthony Gerasi with his all-star band. Also at the festival this weekend was a wonderful uh, wonderful singer, Johnny Tucker, who's been doing blues, I guess, for a long time, probably 50 years. He's got a CD that came out in 2017 called Seven Day Blues, and this is the title track. And, uh, yeah, it was great to see him at the festival, too.
uh, Johnny Tucker coming out from uh, Fresno, California, and it was a real great pleasure. He performed. Oh, it's continuing. We didn't want to do that, but uh, Johnny Tucker from Fresno, California, performing with the uh, with the uh, Anthony Jirasi of Boston All Stars and uh, Johnny just doing the vocals and. One of the artists playing with uh, Anthony Jirasi's band, uh, Troy Gagne, the guitarist, has his own CD out. He's a really great guitarist in his own right. He has a CD out called Click Click Spark, and he toured for a number of years with Booker T. And, and uh, yeah, fantastic. So we're going to hear a track from him. This one's called That's Why I'm Crying. And then we're going to come back, play a couple more tracks from artists who performed at the festival. And then we're going to get it on with uh, Rockin' Johnny Bergen.
from the uh, Howlin' at Greaseland CD on West Tone Records. And um, that features uh, Rockin' Johnny Bergen on guitar, and Rockin' Johnny is sitting right across from me. Welcome to the Blue Zeppelin, Johnny. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Hey, what a weekend, huh? You you were doing a lot of work this weekend. Hey, I'm still feeling good. That was a great time. Yeah, it was a great festival, and... uh, yeah, your band was really good. We're going to talk about uh, your, one of your partners in crime, uh, Aki Kumar, who uh, plays a, a really mean harmonica. He was playing with you all weekend. You're doing a lot of stuff with him. He appears also on this Howlin' at Greaseland right. CD. Tell me about this guy, Taildragger, because I, I uh, didn't know who he was. Tell me a little bit about him. Sure. Taildragger is a blues singer and a protege of Howlin' Wolf. and He's kind of a elder statesman for Chicago now. And he's the first guy to ever hire me. I went out to the west side of Chicago because I, well, I, I got Chicago in 88 and I, I got on the college radio station and I met a guy who had a blues show when he was playing harmonica with Tail Dragger on the west side, which is kind of a, a black area. And, and uh, he was playing with, the, with these great blues bands. He would have Johnny B. Moore on guitar or Lurie Bell. Wow. And he used to have... Hubert Sumlin and Eddie Taylor play with him and stuff. and So I went to see him, and I sat in with him, and I, I, um, I, thought, I, was, I thought I could play, but then I realized that I couldn't actually play at all, and I had to start all over from scratch and really learn the blues. And I just kept uh, going out to hear him, and then he started, uh, he started hiring me, and he's the first guy to really give me a chance, and we still work together today. You, you've been playing uh, guitar, electric guitar. You started playing in Chicago. How was that as a, uh, how do you want to call it, education, your second form of education while you were in Chicago? Well, it, it, every day was like Christmas in Chicago. There was so much great music. There was, there was such a vibrant blues culture. There was a separate scene on the south side, a separate scene on the west side, and then there was a north side. And there was, there was tons of bands every night. There were tons of great people. And... There was, there was like little Max Simmons who I used to play with, and I would go see Lefty Diz. I would go see, uh, I saw Big Moose Walker. Oh. I saw Jimmy Rogers. Um, by the time I was about 24 or so, I started. I did some 
some touring with Pine Top Perkins. Played with Jimmy Dawkins. And I I met Sam Lay, the drummer. Toured with him for a couple years. He's the first guy to really take me on the road. How did you balance that? Because you were going to college at the same time. How yeah, you... I, well, I dropped out for a while, but then I, I was walking down the street one day, and I realized if I didn't go back to school, I'd never finish. So uh, I got out in 92, and my career didn't really – I was going out a lot, and I was playing, but my career didn't really start popping until about 94. But I was still going out all the time. I played every Thursday at a place called Lily's with a band called The Ice Cream Man, and we'd have different – Nobody sang. We'd have a different front person. Like we'd have Tail Dragger or Big Smokey Smothers or um, Big Wheeler. Right. And when Delmark kind of got really active again, that was the first studio recording I did was with Big Wheeler. That was probably about 90. So it was kind of a miracle I graduated, but uh, I got through it, you know. That's great. And you've recently relocated to the West Coast of the United States. Yeah, I left Chicago in September of 2016. So I was in and around Chicago from 88 to 2016. It's 28 years. And First, I went out to uh, – I was in Sonoma County just north of San Francisco, and now my wife just bought a house in Portland. So I have lived in Portland for two days, and then I got on a plane and came to Europe. I've been touring in Europe for the last three weeks, which – the cherry on top of that was Lucerne, like, we've, like we were great. speaking about. It was wonderful. I also uh, am gathering that you probably crossed paths with a uh, very good uh, guitarist uh, from Italy. Luca Giordano went to Chicago, really spoke no English, went there, and he said, I want to become a blues guitarist. And now he's playing. Not only does he have his own band, he's also playing with uh, Mighty Mo Rogers. Yeah, I know Luca. I met Luca and Kike Gomez at the same time. I quit music for about eight or nine years, and when I came back, I was about '09, and I started. We played at this uh, place in the heart of the West Side called Rooster's Lounge, and we ended up making it. That was with Tail Dragger, and we ended up doing a DVD on Delmark called Live at Rooster's, and that's when I met these two guys, you know. And um, since then, I've actually done lots of shows um, in Italy with Luca over the years, and. And he and his band backed me on a tour in, in Bavaria a few years ago. And I'm still – right now, Luca's really busy playing with all kinds of different singers. I haven't worked with him in a few years. But Kike Gomez, his partner in crime, uh, we've just done a CD that will be out on Viztone in February called Dos Hombres Wanted. We, oh, wonderful. And I, yeah. I, I look forward to playing yeah. it on the Blue Zeppelin. And Christian Dozler, who you saw, thank you, Mark. And, and Christian Dozler, who, who you saw play with me in Lucerne, the Austrian keyboard player and accordion player who lives in Dallas, he's on it. Greg Iser, the harmonica player from Austin, guests on it. And my regular drummer, Steve Doherty. And, um, he was at the festival as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Excellent. Let's play something from your most recent CD. The CD came out in, I think, around uh, March of 2017. Correct. It's called Neoprene Fedora. Strange name. you got to explain what that's about. Well, my whole identity was Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. All my records were in Chicago. And, um, I was on Delmark, which is a very Chicago-centric label. And... So, you know, I was starting to tour with, do, and doing shows with Aki over the last few years, and I finally said, 
you know what? He, he got me a real nice gig, and I said, you know what? This time I'm driving out to California and staying. So neoprene fedora, like neoprene is the, the cover is a picture of me on a surfboard wearing my fedora. So neoprene is very California, and fedora is pretty Chicago. So it was a way of saying California, Chicago. Cool. We'll come back and talk about Aki Kumar, this wonderful harmonica player. He's an interesting story as well. Sure. But let's hear this track. It's called Guitar King. Is this a autobiographical? I like to say Guitar King.
that's uh, Johnny Bergen off of uh, Neoprene Fedora. That's his uh, most recent CD. And Johnny, you know, I was telling you this yesterday. You play really tasty. You don't overpower, and you make the notes. They're really clean, but they really they're there for a reason. I really like your style of playing. Thank you very much. I had some good teachers. Like who? Like whom? Well, um, you know, Johnny B. Moore was one of the best guitarists around town, and his playing was so rhythmic, and he was really incisive. Johnny B. Moore was like a combination of Luther Tucker and Mighty Joe Young, and I'm also crazy about those guys. And, you know, when I was touring with Sam Lay, I didn't play a guitar solo all night because uh, it was a stand-up bass, a harmonica, and the guitar and Sam, and he just didn't like that there was nothing there in the middle frequencies if I played a solo. So I had to really, I really got schooled in the basics, the chords. And uh, if you are going to take a solo, it was always really short. If you're going to go around like a third time, it better be like the most amazing thing that ever happened was kind of, that was sort of the attitude of the people that, that I was around that I was learning from. So, uh, when you were young and just starting out in Chicago, did you feel intimidated being around these great Chicago blues guitarists? Oh, man, I was, yeah, I was uh, terrified. But, uh, you know, people would help me, like Little Smokey would help me. He had a marvelous style, and it was really clean and simple like you were talking about. And he he was another person who was really influenced by Earl Hooker, who's one of my very favorites. And um he would he play something and then he'd just look at me like, "Did you catch that? Did you catch that?" So, you know, and he would let me sit in. Um, guys would would let me sit in just because they were gracious and generous and they could see you just wanted to learn. So, I just kept coming back. You know, I just kept wanting to learn. And and, and this was it. all learning by doing. This yeah. was there was no blackboard and nobody telling you. You watch <laughs> and you try. You watch and you try. That sounds like a fantastic time. I wonder if that time still exists in Chicago now. I, you know, there's still some really cool people and really good players in Chicago, but it's it was different back then because there was a, a lot of the people in the original kind of the Muddy Waters generation and then the generation past that were still alive and active that are really not. And um, when I was talking about all those people, that's what I was trying to get across. And they were just a, a great bunch of characters who had had so much to teach even if many times they just taught by doing you know they just taught by example now and you you came to chicago first off as a college student right and at that time were you already playing guitar we or did you already have it i'm going to chicago to study but also i want to go to chicago because maybe i can check out the blues scene there as well oh i couldn't wait to check out the blues scene i, I that's that's why i went to chicago and I'm, Oh, yeah, I'm also going to school. <laughs> but you started playing guitar at a much younger age then. Yeah, yeah, my early teens. And I'd even played some played some gigs, and I had already learned. And I saw a lot of good people. I finished high school in South Carolina, and I saw a lot of good people touring through there, like Eddie C. Campbell, Gabe Mouth Brown. Oh, yeah, I saw Gabe a number of times. And, he was um, fantastic. Yeah, and Luther Guitar Jr. Johnson, who I, I love. He's a perfect Chicago blues man, like so hard-boiled. really like that. So this is wonderful. It sounded like a uh, a really good uh, synchronization of of your of your wishes to study and also to do the music. Yeah, and it was really great when I got in this band, the Ice Cream Men, because they didn't have a bass player. So 
Like first I learned the bass, and then with tail drag, I mean, but I played it on guitar. It was just like two guitars, like Hound Dog Taylor or like like some Jimmy Rogers stuff, that kind of thing. And then with tail with tail dragger, I was never the lead guitar player because I really wasn't good enough. I think I was just around because he knew he could count on me, you know. And so I was just playing chords. So then it was just the middle. And with Sam Lay, it was pretty much chords, 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 chords. And then finally, you know, you're doing your own thing and you can play whatever you want. And that so and it was just very gradual. Cool. You want? You have any specific anecdotes or sort of crazy stories of? What took place in Chicago where somebody threw you, you had to sort of jump in at the last minute and uh, and perform or deliver something that you, you were at that young, ripe age not particularly prepared to do, but you, somehow you were able to to do that? Well, you know, one time I, uh, I was playing this solo gig at this restaurant on Clark Street that's not there anymore. And I was right across from Blue Chicago. Eddie Shaw walked in. Oh, yeah. He just and, passed recently. Yeah, God, God bless him. He was, a, he was a true blues man. And he said something interesting one time. He, he said, uh, when Eric Guitar Davis died, he said, it's really a shame because it takes 20 years to make a blues man. Wow. You know, 20 years of hanging out and just being steeped in it, you know, to then you're a blues man. And, and uh, Anyway, Eddie came in and and he and he and he said, uh, "What time's your gig over?" You know, I, I said, "What time it was?" He says, "Get your stuff. Come on over. I need you." <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. But for some reason, his son couldn't be there, and so I played with Eddie Shaw, and that was just pedal to the metal the whole way. I mean, you know, I just that that was a good experience. Yeah, there was a circuit that came through upstate New York. And Eddie Shaw and the Wolfgang used to come through there regularly, and I saw him. What a great player he was. Yeah. It was, a, it was, it was a great show. Going back to your CD, we're going to talk about Aki Kumar after the next song, but you got a song here on the CD, uh, Neoprene Fedora, called Smoke and Mirrors. What's that about? That song could be about a lot of things. It could be a, it's about someone who uh, overpromised and underdelivered. Fine. 
wasting my time in you and I sure not did I believe what you said but that ain't what you did I couldn't see it first but then got clearer you ain't nothing you ain't nothing but Stenzler here on the Blue Zeppelin with uh, Rockin' Johnny Bergen. There's a lot of vocals going on on there. Yeah, um, that was actually Alabama Mike, a fine singer from the East Bay. You know, when I came out and did that neoprene fedora thing, it's really, I kind of joke that it's my white album. You know, it's 20 seconds short of a double CD. It's got uh, two feature singers and over about 16 players. 
No song has the exact same setup. And I was kind of using everybody as, as colors. And, you know, if somebody else could sing something better than I could, then they ought to sing it, you know? And uh, I was just presenting a lot of colors and a lot of different styles. Yeah, there's even some Zydeco on this uh, on the CD as well. And this is something you did when you moved out to California. Right, because I was so stimulated, you know? <laughs> I was just so excited. And there was so much to... Uh, so much to do and so many great musicians to play with. Yeah, let's talk about that transition. What what sort of triggered you to say, I need to move west? Go west, young man. Well, I will say uh, I started recording in Greaseland a couple years ago when I did Greetings from Greaseland, and that's because I thought I should recontextualize myself. I was always real Chicago, 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 and I thought I should go to the West Coast and play with those guys and make a, you know, see what that sounds like and sort of get people to take a fresh look at things. And that came out really well. So Neoprene Fedora was like bigger and better, more ambitious. But actually, I when I first did my comeback, I was just playing around Chicago in the Midwest and sometimes I would go to Europe. But I thought I didn't have anything going on in the West Coast. So I was just looking around and seeing who was who, who was might be good to work with. And I saw this guy, Aki Kumar, on YouTube. I'm like, well, this guy looks like he has a command about the Chicago blues style, and that's what he's what he's doing, and that's simpatico with, with my attitude. So you actually met him through the Internet first. Yeah, and he took a chance. You know, he, 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 well, he went out and he asked Rusty Zinn and Rick Esther and said, hey, man, this guy Rockin' Johnny's writing me. Should I work with him? And they're like, bring him out here. That's great, you know, because I had disappeared for a while. So... So he opened his home to me, and we started doing some gigs, and we did that for a few years. Like, I'd just travel there and come back, and every time I did it, it got bigger and better and bigger and better. Wow, that's cool. And I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to go there and stay. And and what were the big differences you noticed going out to California rather than Chicago? Well, there's great blues fans everywhere. I just – sometimes it's – you've done everything there is to do in a market, and then you should uh, conquer more markets. And then once I got to Chicago, once I got to California, then I started really wanting to travel. And I, I've been touring a lot. I've been doing like 250 nights a year on the road. Yeah, let's talk about that. You've been traveling a lot internationally too, not just within the United States. Yeah, I, I did two weeks in in Japan in March. From there, I did five weeks in Europe, including in Scandinavia, Russia, Spain, Italy. Then I went to the BMAs because that Howlin' at Greaseland CD was nominated for the BMA, that the one that my wife produced. And then from there, I went to uh, – I stayed one night at my house in California and then went up through Portland, Seattle, went all the way across the United States to the East Coast, doing gigs along the way. On the East Coast, I was from New England all the way to Atlanta, back up to New England and back again. Oh. Then I moved to Portland. I was there for two days and then I came to uh, – Flew to Europe. Yeah, so that's the whole year there. Let's talk a little bit more about Aki. Aki Kumar is a, a wonderful uh, harmonica player. You met him as we just uh, determined through through the internet. But you guys really are working together. Yeah, as... we just have a good synergy. Thank, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm glad you... And we've done a lot of shows together over the last couple of years. We've been to Chile, Russia twice, and um, a lot of shows in Finland. And... We did a tour in the Midwest a few years back. We do what we can together, but we're both really busy separately. I mean, Aki's very busy with Bollywood blues 
which is this uh, brand new thing in the world that he basically created. I joke he's just your uh, typical, you know, Indian blue Silicon Valley guy, you know? Yeah, does he actually take his band back to India to tour? I don't think that's happened yet, but... It's probably he's in done, the cards, though. It's he's, probably Maybe so. He's done two CDs in Hindi, and I actually played on the last one. I'm on a couple songs uh, from his record, Hindi Man Blues, on oh, Little cool. Village Foundation. And, you know, I wish him all the luck in the world. He's uh, doing some really cool things. Oh, that's fantastic. The blues is truly an international art form. Yeah, at this point, what he's doing with Bollywood blues is is definitely like, it's a new thing. It's just a whole new thing. But it was really cool to be on it. And I was playing Albert King with a tabla player. Wow. So that was cool. Very cool. We're going to go to a third track from Neoprene Fedora. This is called Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear. Who'd you write this for? This I got from LV Banks. This is a south side. Like a, this is like a, this is kind of a south side Chicago shuffle. This guy had a special beat, and uh, I miss L.V. Banks. He was a special guitar player and a nice man, another guy who would encourage me and let me sit in. And he always did the song Teddy Bear, and so I started doing it live, and people, people liked it, so there it is.
Yeah, and that's uh, once again uh, Rockin' Johnny Bergen's most recent CD called Neoprene Fedora. And the track is uh, Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear. want to let you know that this is the Blue Zeppelin broadcasting from Radio Raba in Bern, Switzerland, 95.6 megahertz. In the Swiss capital, the Blue Zeppelin is also heard on Radio Laura on Saturday nights in Zurich, Switzerland, 97.5 megahertz, Saturday nights from 10 till midnight. On Dies Radio in the Canton of the Valais, on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight, DAB Plus Radio. And, of course, on WRFI Community Radio in Ithaca, New York, and Watkins Glen, New York. Let's do an official station ID, WRFI, Watkins Glen, Ithaca. You know, at this festival in Lucerne, which just finished uh, this morning, actually, actually this afternoon, Geneva Magnus was there as well. Wonderful performer. She's been doing it for, I think, probably into her third decade now. And uh, she is performing today at a, a blues brunch. She performed on Friday night at the festival, did a wonderful job. And uh, this is from a CD released, I think, about three years ago called Original. And here's a track called Badass. And this is our number two of the Blues Zeppelin. A few words There's something Weighing on my mind It's become the perfect time You think you're bad at You think I'm waiting around But I'm not I'm not I'm not I met a lot of yous Before And I loved a lot of yous I guess you'll be Cause I'm
church and let's go home Get right church and let's go home Evening train, be too late I'm going home on the morning
We're gonna run right over the hill. Yeah, we jump right back to the uh, Howlin' at Greaseland CD. And uh, Johnny Bergen is here with me. What a great, great collection this is of all different artists. And, and on this, we have uh, John Blues Boyd on vocals, you and the great Ken Anderson on guitar, uh, Rick Estrin on harmonica from Rick Estrin and the Nightcats. Rick's it, always been really supportive of of me and... You know, whenever I go to Sacramento and he's in town, he always comes and hears me play and he sits in and he's always given me a lot of encouragement over the years. This is amazing. So you took this this whole sort of, you know, historical educational background from Chicago, took it to California, and you're finding your way there very easily. You know, I, I, there's a hunger for the Chicago blues style in California, and there's not that many people doing it, so... I think some people really responded when I came out there. So it's just been a lucky thing for me. Yeah, apparently we have someone here. The best who, part of the luck who was responded, who responded is uh, <laughs> Stephanie Tice and understatement of the century. <laughs> Stephanie not only is the the now the life partner of Johnny Bergen. Stephanie, you're the executive producer of Howlin' at Greaseland. Yes, How did I that am. happen? Well, it all began, thank you very much for loving Howlin' at Greaseland. I love it, too. Um, it began with uh, Aki Kumar and I. He brought in Henry Gray to do some recording at Greaseland Studios, and he needed a sponsor at that time. And I knew about Henry and his work, but I had never met him. So I came to Greaseland, and I met Henry Gray, and we did a day session, and I sponsored that and then I sponsored Johnny and Tail Dragger coming coming into town and going to Greaseland and recording. So it began as me sponsoring musicians and being interested in um, some of the things they were recording. But the idea of doing a Holland Wolf tribute came at listening to what we had recorded. Johnny and I were in Kauai kind of on a retreat and we listened to all the music. And um, he goes, you know, there's a thread here. Um, Tail Dragger traveled with Hen um, Howlin' Wolf and also uh, Henry Gray did. Let's call it Howlin' at Greaseland. So I picked up the phone and I called Kid Anderson. I said, let's call it Howlin' at Greaseland and we'll um, do a tribute album to Howlin' Wolf. And then he had some other tracks uh, related to that. And then we brought in Terry Hank. And we brought in a, a couple other things at that time. So. And their Tail Dragger and, and Henry Gray were sitting around talking about Howlin' Wolf. And and turns out the tape was running. And Kid Anderson was able to get some little snippets of speech of of people speaking about Howlin' Wolf. So it's kind of a – it makes it a nice uh, – it contextualizes it in a nice way. It is fantastic. And I, I, I refer to Kid Anderson as sort of like the King Midas of the blues. Yeah. Pretty much everything he's involved with is fantastic. Yeah. He's not only a great player, he's a great producer. He's yeah, a great he engineer. A that's engineer. A, that's an important thing because it's really hard to get a somebody who's an engineer who knows like what how what makes a good blues sound, you know, and just is really doing the blues. Someone who's a blues head who's also a great engineer. And he's you know? originally from Norway and he also, yeah. you know, migrated to uh, the West Coast of the U.S. and he's He's doing very, very well. Yeah, he, sure is. he is. There's a track on their Little Red Rooster, um, 
and we were getting wrapping up for the day actually and and Henry Gray was just sitting on the piano and the thing about Henry is he never stops he just keeps going and he started playing uh, Little Red Rooster you know and singing it and all the guys were in the kitchen they're getting ready you can kind of hear it in the background people talking and Kit Anderson walked out of the kitchen picked up a guitar and accompanied uh, Henry on piano and it's actually my most favorite song on the album why don't we listen to it right now yeah that's the story behind that one Little Red Rooster
I recorded that one. Did you play on the original recording of that? I recorded it with him. That, you I, recorded that one that's before? the last thing he made. Last thing we made, he died. Yeah. So that was one of the talking bits that Henry Gray was talking about being with Holland Wolf. And of course, Tail Dragger was um, named by Holland Wolf. So I think in between each songs, having sandwiched these little legendary stories about real people is really touching. But I had my blues moment in Greaseland Studios with Henry Gray. Everybody was in the kitchen and they were taking a break and, and Henry was playing on the piano and I sat down on the piano stool kind of opposite to him and he just looked over at me and started playing a song for me and he started singing. And I was sitting there all by myself with Henry Gray in the studio, him serenading me. And at the end of the song, he just looked at me and he leaned over and he kissed me straight on the lips. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty cool. You're irresistible. <laughs> and I got to tell you, you know, I saw Henry Gray perform at the Lucerne Blues Festival a number of years ago. Yeah. And he was, you know, he's no young guy and uh-huh. he was being helped out to the piano and so on. But once he got behind those keys, once he got behind the keyboard, it was like an instant transformation. It was yeah. as if he had had become twenty years younger, and his even his facial expression, his his body was different. His yeah. body language was different. Music is really a a, a very important part of it. It of really life. is. It keeps keeps you going. And and it was funny because we we were in the studio all day and we were all exhausted. He came with uh, Chris James and Patrick Wren who had brought him up and, and everybody was whipped. I mean, we were really recording all day. So we were getting ready to go and they were kind of getting impatient, you know, and they were standing at the door and it was like, come on, Henry, come on, Henry, we got to go. So they finally got him ready to go. He gets to the door and if you've ever been in Greaseland Studios and know about it, it's at uh, Kid Anderson's home. And as soon as he got out to the part porch to the left was a piano and his eyes lit up and he walked right over and sat down and started playing again so it was like another 45 minutes and these guys I could just see their eyes rolling it was just like oh my goodness are we ever going to get out of here but he wasn't exhausted it was amazing that he could spend all day um, doing that and retakes and whatever and just keep going it was inspirational really. Johnny you have some upcoming upcoming things you're working on. Tell us about that. Sure. I'm going to do a live recording because the last two years I've been uh, touring everywhere and I figured now I should do a live record. And I'm going to have some cool guests on there. Um, One of them is Ray Gordon, a great singer from the Portland area. And I just like playing live. I mean, I've I've made a lot of records as a sideman with all kinds of people like Billy Boy Arnold, Paul DeLay, all, all, lots of people. But uh, I like playing gigs. I like the people. And, you know, it gives me something to play to, not some guy in a control booth, you know? I just get excited about that. So if I'm well, you, you had a good feedback from the crowd in, uh, in Lucerne this weekend. That was a great blues crowd. And it, I mean, there's just absolutely nothing more I could ask for. Does just, that affect your, the quality of your playing, you think? Do you think you bring it up a notch when the crowd is with you? I always try to do my best no matter what, but I, you, you can't help but do better. So I was just... So I when is this live out. thing going to be available? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to record it on January 5th. So if any of your listeners are going to be in Sonoma County, um, <laughs> January 5th at Redwood Cafe, just in case you're around. But it should be out towards the end of the year. Okay. And then the thing I told you about earlier, the Febu- the, I do have a CD coming out in February with me and Kike Gomez, a uh, fine singer and harp player from Madrid, who I'm sure will... He's really turning a lot of heads and doing a great job. And then my wife is producing something um, coming up next, and I'll let her take over. Yeah, it's been my dream um, to do uh, an international CD called No Border Blues and just go to different countries and get musicians together and have Johnny record with them. So last year when we were in Japan, we connected with a lot of musicians in Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto. Um, So I just booked a studio in Osaka, and we're doing about 15 gigs so far in April. I've got a pretty grueling (laughs) Japanese tour in April. Yeah. And um, I'll be getting uh, the musicians in there, and uh, so we're going to start the first part of No Border Blues in Japan, but my idea is to do it in Switzerland uh, not Switzerland, Sweden, uh, Italy, Spain, maybe France, um, and also maybe have them do some song that's original in their own language as well as working with Johnny. So um, that's kind of a, a project that I've been thinking about for the last two years, and now it's coming to fruition to a certain degree. Oh, that's fantastic. By the way, John, if people want to find out more about you and your music, I'm sure you have some social media. You have a website? Yes, it's rockinjohnnybergen.com, and Bergen is B-U-R-G-I-N, Let's rockinjohnnybergen.com. Go, let's go back and hear another track from uh, Neo, Neoprene Fedora. This one's called Give Me an Hour in Your Garden. What do you want to tell us about that? This is just one of those good sexy blues.
Just like a chickenese feed Hour number two of the Blues Zeppelin. That was wonderful from Johnny Bergen's Neoprene Fedora. Give me an hour in your garden. Beautiful stuff. And now we're just going to jump over to Walter Baumgartner. Walter, I hope you're on the uh, Skype line with me. Yes, I can hear you, Mark. I can hear you, too. It's wonderful to have you here. And Walter's on the show because he will be performing at the uh, Kulturhof next next Saturday evening, along with Richard Cochley and Walt's Blues Box. Walter, welcome to the Blue Zeppelin. Thank you, Mark. Welcome, you guys. So it's good to have you here. You've been very busy the last, uh, the last months uh, yes. doing a lot of stuff, and you've been touring, and you've been doing a lot of things, and you're coming to Bern. Yeah, that's correct. This is our first concert. We have the possibility to play in the wonderful Kulturhof in Königs. And, uh, yeah, I did quite some things in the last weeks. We had our Blues Night in Dübendorf, and uh, you and I, we met in Langenthal, I think. Yes, yes. Just recently. Yes, I saw you perform there with uh, Lily Martin and uh, Gigi Moto. Exactly, and it was a great night. And, uh, yes, I'm looking forward for the concert next Saturday, 24th, in Königs. And, uh, as you said, Richard Kirkley will be our guest, and we will have a complete horn section with us, they have a funny name. They are called the Upper Class Wind Machine. and uh, But with them, I think we'll have really a full sound, great music, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will visit us to enjoy this music. That's great. I bumped into uh, Richard Cochley last night at the Lucerne Blues Festival. Uh, we were both enjoying Curtis Salgado great. together. It was a wonderful evening. So the concert is on a Saturday night, the 24th of November, at uh, the Kulturhof at Schloss Konitz. Is that an 8.30 start? Correct, that's 8.30. We're going to do two sets, and uh, it won't be too late, but hopefully late enough for additionals and a lot of dancing people. Great, and the good people at uh, Kulturhof uh, have offered to give away two times two pairs of tickets, so if you give me a call when we go back to music... uh, you can win those tickets for next Saturday night. I have a CD here that you gave me recently called Walk Down the Road, and I have a track called Who 
who you think you are. You want right. to set that up, and then we'll go hear it. What's that about? One more time, Mark. I didn't get it. What is the song about? Who you think uh, you are? Okay. What's the song about? Actually, it's a typical subject in in in, in a blues song, a relation thing, where one of those two realizes that he is really in a bad in a bad situation and tries to to change it in leaving his partner. But it's the normal the normal love thing in a in a blues song. In okay. This case. Let's, let's listen to that, and we'll come back and uh, have some more discussion. Unfortunately, the way it's set up here, when we're at music, I, can't, I can only chat with you. I can't uh, speak to you, but no that's problem. okay. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is the Blue Zeppelin here on uh, Radio Band Raba in Bern, Radio Lauren, Zurich, Dies Radio in the Canton of the Valais, and WRFI Community Radio in the Finger Lakes region of Ithaca, New York and Watkins Glen, New York. Look what you have done to me. You broke my heart and threw it far away. The man you kissed and hugged last night Was my best friend, well that and alright To love you meant so much to me We took our time to wait and see I thought you were the best for me Now you deceive me so suddenly Hey, who you think you are? Hey, who you think you are? Tell me girl Hey, who you think you are? Hey, who you think? Pack my things, ready to say goodbye Your cheating ways brought you to your knees Begging me to forgive you But this time, baby, you'll see what I'm gonna do All right Believe in you, a waste of time. 
Yeah, and that's uh, Walt's Blues Box, Who You Think You Are, and that's off the CD called Walk Down the Road. Uh, Walter, what year was that released in? One more time, Mark. I didn't get it. Can what, you repeat, please? Yeah, sure. What year did you release the CD, uh, Walk Down the Road? When we released the CD? Yeah. I think it was in 2000. Let me think. This is quite a long time ago. I think it's 2009. Yeah, it sound, not, not, great sound on it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mark. And I think most of the songs are own songs. So we write our own songs, which gives the, a little bit of typical character for Walt's Blues Box. And, uh, yeah, and this is one of the songs. And I think it's 2009 when we released this album. Yeah, Walter Baumgartner, uh, recipient of the Swiss Blues Award. Um, and he'll be performing next Saturday night at the Kulturhof in, in Schloss Konitz, in Konitz, just outside of Bern. And we have two pairs of tickets to give away. So if you want to give me a call right now, 031-330-9999. Walter, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'll be at the show next Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Mark, and I'm looking forward to me to see you there. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks. We'll talk soon, Mark. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I also want to mention now also, thank you, Walter, for coming on the show. I also want to mention that uh, Marco Markey, good friend of the Blue Zeppelin, great guitar player, great uh, artist, Marco Markey from Marco Markey and the Mojo Workers, is having some health challenges now, and I want to send this out to him. This is from his most recent CD called Stand Up, and the song is I Believe Yes, But I Don't Think So. Good wishes to you, Marco. I believe, yeah, but I don't think so. I believe, yeah, but I don't think so. I believe, yeah, but I don't think so. This refrain goes on and on. I believe.
I have a very loose set list. It reflects the rest of my life. Oh, let's do this. All right, let's do a spiritual to end. How's that? Is that all right with you? It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Come on, man. It's Sunday. Let's do a spiritual. Even the man on the walkie-talkie agrees. He's like, there's a spiritual coming in. It's Sunday. Where's the preacher? Thank you very much. I really appreciate being here. It's amazing. Thank you. That's why I'm going to the river I'm gonna wash my sins away I'm going down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by that riverside I'm gonna wash my sins away Down by the riverside, down by that riverside, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside, I ain't gonna study war no more. Study war no more, yeah. Study war no more. Study that war no more. I ain't gonna study war no more. No, study war no more. Study that war no more. <laughs> 
riverside Down by the riverside Down by that riverside I'm gonna lay down my salt and shield Down by the riverside I ain't gonna study war no more Study war no more Let me hear Study war no more We ain't gonna study war no more I ain't gonna study war no more Study war no more Study that war no more Love Down by the riverside, down by that riverside, on the shake hands around the world. Down by that riverside, I ain't gonna study war no more. Study war no more. Study war no more. Study that war no more. I ain't gonna study war no more. No, study war no more. Study that war no more now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Blues after coming to you live. Radio band up in the alpine sky. Yeah, I'm very happy to say uh, Rockin' Johnny Bergen and Stephanie Tice are still here in the studio flying high in the Blues Zeppelin. And uh, we're going to go back to them in just a minute, but I have tickets to give away uh, at the Alta Moshti on um, Saturday, the 24th of November. I have, two, I have a pair of tickets, two tickets to give away for Black Mountain Blues Band. That's on the Fiatzvansix in November, 8.30 start, Saturday, 1st of December. Christina Yakard and the Dave Roche Band are also at the Altamashti. If you want tickets to that, give me a call, 031-330-9999. I have two pairs of tickets to give away for Walt's Blues Box, uh, also featuring Richard Kochli at the Kultorhof Schloss Konitz. That is also on Saturday, the 24th of November. And for those listening in Zurich, it, it, there will be a Blues Power Weekend at the Was Bleibt and Co. Company on Bullingerstrasse number 4, 8004 Zurich. Friday night, Lily Martin and her backbone trio. And Saturday, oh, sorry, that's Saturday night, excuse me, 24th of November. Saturday night, Lily Martin and the with her backbone trio. And Sunday morning, 11 o'clock start, Richard Cuchley solo. So he's got a busy weekend. He'll be uh, performing with Walter Walt Bloom, uh, Boom. 
with Walter Baumgartner and uh, Walt's, Walt's Blues Box. Try to say that three times fast. And then on Saturday night, and then on Sunday, he's going to be in Zurich in the morning for uh, uh, Richard Cuckley. will be there in the morning to perform with the Blues Power Weekend. So you can give me a call if you want those tickets. I'm still here with uh, Johnny and Stephanie. Hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, flying in the Zeppelin today. Thank what a pleasure. you. It's been a pleasure. It's uh, great. And I hope when your new stuff comes out, I'm very happy to... Uh, to be part of that and to, to share it with uh, the world, certainly here in Europe and upstate New York and uh, here in Switzerland. It would be great to do that. And you guys, when you're in Europe again, you come yeah. on the show, especially about this international blues. Uh, no border blues. No border no blues. No border blues. Yeah. That wow. sounds fantastic. Yeah. We're going to go out now with the last track from Neoprene Fedora. And it's called Goodbye Chicago. And I guess this is about your transition from moving from the Midwest, from Chicago, to, to the, uh, West Coast. the West Coast. Yeah, it was a, it's a little bittersweet. But, you know, it's kind of turned my, turned my little world upside down to, to move to California after so many years in Chicago. And there's, there's a lot of great things about Chicago. And it was also time to change. Cool. We're so going to get to that. Thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure. I just also want to say what we played because I neglected to do oh. that. We heard from Marco Markey and the Mojo Workers with uh, I Believe Yes, But I Don't Think So. And I'm really sending out the best yeah. possible vibes to my man, Marco yeah. Markey, for a very uh, complete uh, recovery. And we heard then from TJ and the Suitcase live at Sunbanks. And this is an interesting guy. He's a one-man band. He's a one-man band, and he also is connected with Jennifer Magnus. So I met him this weekend also in Lucerne. We have about five minutes to go. We're going to hear as much as we can from Goodbye Chicago. My name is Mark Stensler. Thank you so much for flying in the Blue Zeppelin uh, this week. And I'll be back in two weeks. Special guest Gigi Moto is going to be here live. That's uh, Gigi and uh, Jean-Pierre Fondach wonderful musicians and they're coming here because they have an upcoming gig also in Bern so we're going to have them live on the show let's go out right now this is uh you want to say anything about it Johnny you already said but this is your last last second to say something I'd like to say something yeah just check out the saxophone it's uh Nancy Wright I really like oh, the, I know the Nancy work Wright. she did uh, on this was uh, just amazing and it's very heartful and and uh, because it's a really, um, it was a, the song, the whole album is like the white album of Johnny's. And, and so the song is appropriately And named. I got to tell you, I think she's one of the world's best growlers. Yes. She yeah, is she's a, a fantastic sax player. She played for a long time with the uh, Anthony Paul yes. uh, Soul Orchestra. And, and with she, Elvin Bishop. Yeah, she was very excited to do a uh, solo on this. So I, I really appreciate it in uh, this song, her solo. Great. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. See you in a couple weeks. This is The Blues Zeppelin.
Put you down. 